uh, talk about your experience with experiments. Okay, so um, it was interesting because what I learned at the salon and spa where I was helping my um, husband's family, and they had two locations, was that I loved helping people. I loved coaching people. We worked with great coaches while I was there, and I thought, this is great. Look at what an impact we're making on individual lives. Like, they were, were teaching them how to run their business as many entrepreneurs, and, and look at what's happening. I would get such a charge when somebody who had come out of hair school and, and got involved with us and got education, and then bought their first home, and, and they grew up with us, and they got married with us, and it was, it was very exciting to see that, that piece happen, and I thought, you know, this is fulfilling for me. The part of the, the pieces that were not fulfilling for me was that I was the everything. So having come from the largest cosmetic company in the world to I am the IT department, I am the HR department, I am the I'm in the cleanup bathroom department, like there, everything was, was my thing. I missed working um, with a team of people. I missed, you know, I loved working with the consultants and the coaches when they came in, um, but on a day-to-day basis, I was not always charged up. I was always charged up and working one-on-one with people. So um, what I did say when I left that, when we sold the business, is I, I miss being in a corporate environment. I think I'm very much of a corporate person. I, I dress corporately. I think corporately. I think big picture. But then kind of everything, I ended up getting a divorce. So everything kind of spiraled. And my first experiment was being a consultant for hair salons, which, I believed in the need for it. I knew that there was a need for it. I had witnessed it, and now I thought this is going to be great because I, and what I learned from the standout book, and, and Lynn helped put this out, you know, this wasn't a need for me. One of the things, not a want, one of the things that I need to be fulfilled in work is to, to motivate and empower people. So I thought this is, this is perfect. I've got this connection right before I leave Salt Lake City. I'm going to come back. This gentleman has... Um, 17 salons, and I can go around and help him. And I realized um, that was not when you own your own business or when you're married, somebody owns the business, it's a different dynamic, and they worked with different people, and it was just, it was not at all what I had envisioned. So that was the first experiment. The great learning from that is I, I was able to say, I'm leaving, it's not working out. Here's what's going to happen. I have another opportunity that I think is more suited to me. But we had been honest from the, the beginning. He knew it was an experiment for me, and it was an experiment for him. And the second one was with a small cosmetic company, and it was back within a color line. And I thought, you know what? I know that this doesn't feel right, but I certainly needed um, a, a steady income. I needed a salary, and it had health benefits where consulting as much fun as it was in making your own hours that you have health insurance. And now I was at a point where I was coming up to half a year of my reinvention, and, and I needed to pay some bills. So this company presented itself, and I thought, it's a foot in the door, and it's an opportunity, and it's going to get me where I need to be. And I knew almost immediately that it wasn't the right fit personality-wise with the way that they had done things, uh, or the way that I had done things in the past. But I, I kept my mind open to think of it as this is an experiment. And literally six weeks after I started, um, I got offered my dream job. And one of the things that I had learned from the first experiment was I need to be able to, to be honest and just step up and say this is not what I had planned. This was in the works and I'm leaving. And um, 
the moment that I had in that experiment was there were sometimes when I was out in the field and I had a very large territory and I was traveling quite a bit with that I was not super happy with. But there would be states within that that I would be hiring people and I would be motivating people, I would be training people, and I would, at the end of the day, I would say, this isn't the company for me, but this is where I need to be. This is the industry that I need to be back in. It's not going to be with this company forever, but this is what I do, and this is what gives me a charge at the end of the day. So I knew I was headed in the right direction, and I was incredibly grateful that I felt terrible leaving the company so quickly, but I was very honest and upfront, and my boss at the time said, if I got this opportunity to, of course, you know, I, I wish you the best. So it was interesting that the two experiments taught me quite a bit um, and led me to where I am today. Well, and Julie, uh, I think Mary may have mentioned this before. One of the things you kept leaning into was your core value system. And even though it was a difficult conversation, you had to keep leaning into what you stand for, what your truth is, so that you could jump and not stay miserable in something that wasn't working. And yeah. loyalty was one of mine. So it was hard for me to be in a job for 17 years that literally I grew up in. Then to be in a family business that we sold, I'm very loyal by nature, so to, to leave one job, it, it was uh, it was personally hard for me to make that first disconnect, but having done it the first time and getting great results when handling myself professionally made it easier to do it the second time. I still didn't enjoy it. It was uncomfortable, but but I did it the right way, and, and I got the right results, so yes. it was a good thing. And that's one thing you learned right from the beginning. If you grabbed on to the strategies we were sharing and you wholeheartedly believed in them, they, f- they fed you and they gave you momentum. And what I learned from that as your coach was that the place where you were pointing your core values was being loyal to a company or an ex-husband or somebody else. And when you turned the, the core value on yourself and you were loyal to yourself, then you had to say the no's even though they were difficult. Yeah, you said that. Beautifully, and that's exactly right. That's what happens. Yes, and so I will also interject here that you have been one of the fastest reinventors. Uh, you've moved through it quickly. You really embraced it, and and so you know it's on the year anniversary of your reinvention. You literally had had three or four experimental bridge jobs. Yeah, I had two because I left. Cause I just had my year anniversary in July, and I've been in this job since March. So I came out with the consulting. I went to the other one, and I've had this one. So three. Yeah, and yeah, I remember the text that came through from you, which was, "Okay, so I just got a thirty-one percent pay raise," and and that was within twelve months of when you started your reinvention process. <laughs> I do remember sending you that. I was very excited about uh, that. Yeah. I was excited, too. And, you know, maybe maybe you are approaching the end of the middle and the beginning of the end for your reinvention, and you've gone through it very quickly. Um, so we'll see where, you know, we'll see what we... We can't connect the dots moving forward. We have to stop and look back, and we'll connect them later and see what the meaning is later. Uh, Mary, experiment and uh, bridge jobs are things we've talked about. And, uh, yeah. Yes, and a bridge is a bridge job is exactly what it sounds like. A bridge leads to somewhere else, and a bridge job is a job that's leading to something else, but you're using it to earn while you learn. Talk to us about either bridge jobs or experiments, or both. Well, I, you know, I, this is what I love about this process because it just makes so much sense when you're um, when you embrace it, and you know, and me being um, at the very beginning of it. Um, 
the bridge job makes so much sense, and I'm really calling this bridge job an experiment as well. I guess we can all agree that that the bridge is an experiment. It's also, um, yes, because I'm just and because I'm just at the very beginning. I, I'm still compiling some experiments, and early on, Lynn, you helped me um, craft, you know, one of them where I went uh, on site with you with one of your corporate clients and help facilitate a, uh, a team building, um, I think it was the core values team, team building exercise. And one thing that I got out of that, because I've been a free agent for so long, you know, you had asked me to really pay attention to the corporate environment, which I did. Um, and I have to say, it didn't really appeal to me, a corporate environment, um, because of because one of my core values is creativity. Um, I love being around creative people, creative thinkers. Sometimes corporate environments and, and don't always allow for that kind of creativity to come through. You know, where you know there's cubicles typically, and um, you know a standard reception desk and, and all of that. I, I didn't care. I didn't care for that 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 environment. So. You know, I um, so I know with that experiment. You know, I knew that that, that a true sort of at least um, um, aesthetically speaking, a corporate environment wasn't really for me. Um, but what I did love about that um, experiment and working with um, uh, the people was the the idea of um, you know sharing and exchanging ideas and, 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 you know, working as a team, um, that's something that I've really missed because, frankly, it's just been myself and then occasionally, you know, John, the artist, and my life partner. So, you know, and we, I think at times we, he and I were kind of caught in, the, in a vacuum um, and not having, you know, additional resources or really input. Um, so I liked that, that idea. And, and, and in this bridge job, you know, I have, you know, I have, Ten other co-workers. Um, it's a small company, which I like. Um, it's creative, um, so I like I like that idea of um, you know sharing and exchanging ideas. And and then my most recent experiment that I'm in the middle of working with you with this nonprofit really um, you know it's really closer to what I'm passionate about, which is working with nonprofits and helping you know with their fundraising. Um, I think all of my values are activated in this experiment, as you probably have been able to tell as <laughs> I've got into the thick of, of this, um, this experiment. So. Well, you've brought, up, yeah, you've brought up some good things, so good distinction. A bridge job is a job on its way to a, a better job or a bigger job, something you enjoy more. And an experiment, taking on these jobs are experiments. Uh, experiments can be... Uh, even the people that are listening, especially if they're one of my reinvention, either group coaching uh, clients or an individual client, if they listen to this podcast after we've made it, that will be an experiment of stepping into a new pond, something that gives them an insight or some sort of taste of what a reinvention would be like. So I'm glad you brought those up, Mary, because I think that distinction needs to be made. And then watching you, you just jumped onto these opportunities coming to the corporate office with me and you were magnificent uh you were very much a, an attractive sort of individual with dynamics that 
you know, I, I, these people I've been working with for several months and they just lit up when you came in the room and wanted to work with you and know about you. And we, we played off of each other so well. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you learned a lot and the environment liked you better than you liked it. And then, uh, yes. And then also, uh, watching you with this project, with this non, nonprofit, I get to see a whole facet of you that I haven't seen. I mean, you are on fire, you're organizing things, the flow of what's going to happen is going to be dynamic. Um, you went into that that barn to find things that could go to the the garage sale, and lo and behold, you find a Heineken sign that nobody else had seen. Now we have a bom- a bomber jacket that Peter Fonda has signed. Yeah. You know, you just have this attractability. So these experiments have turned into something pretty dynamic. I want to move your attention, all of you, to the neutral zone. I have on the Soul Salt Coaching channel. Um, on YouTube, we have a couple of videos that get a lot of hits, and one of them is You on Change, which talks about the neutral zone and, and how to handle transition where you're in the middle of, of changing and transforming your working identity, and the beginning is over, the freshness is done, uh, you, you, you know, you, you're not to the ending point yet. What is the neutral zone meant to you? And these can be a little shorter answers in uh, how, how did you navigate it? Then I can chime in, if I may. This is Mary. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it was, um, for me, when I saw that transition model video, it was everything that I was going through. And then all of a sudden, then I could breathe this sigh of relief, like, oh, my God. Okay. This is, it's it's okay. It's it's common, um, you know, and uh, that helped me get through that. You know, just gave me that little boost. You know, okay, it's completely normal. It's going to pass. Um, and then I, and, and so that allows the energy for me to, to continue to embrace, um, you know, the neutral zone. Instead of resisting it, it helped me, you know, move through it a great deal. Um, and with every step I took forward, you know, and crafting the experiments and making the new connections and so forth, um, that neutral zone just gradually lifted. Um, for me, and I'm so glad I'm not there any longer, <laughs> um, and I'm glad that I'm at this, you know, where I'm at right now, so, and uh, you you um, facilitating that, and, um, you know, your encouragement has helped a great deal. Well, thank you. I know it's a, a hard place to be. All your anchoring points are gone, and your identity of who you were is gone, and what's going to happen in the future hasn't arrived yet, and it can be unnerving. Um, Julie, how have you dealt with a neutral zone? Uh, you know, I was thinking um, after the, when we're talking about bridge and experiments, I think it's important to really mention that there's a lot of footwork that goes into that. There was a lot of resumes that went out. There was a lot of phone interviews. There was a lot of conversations with people. There was a lot of talking and exploring. And a lot of my experiments, I think I focused in on the jobs, and I think it's important to point out to people that I didn't, I wasn't offered every job that I said I went after. And it was um, part of the neutral zone for me was taking action, whether it was picking up the book and, and rereading something or doing an experiment of the standout book. Um, but being able to go back and identify 
this is where I am and this is why I'm here and this is where I'm going. These are the steps that I'm taking to get there because this is, you know, I don't necessarily know the outcome and I'm actually okay with that because what I'm focused on now is the journey. And I think when I started with you, it was, I need to get a job and I want to, I want to feel comfortable in my job. I want to have that security that I think that a job is going to give me when the reality is it was the entire process. And the more I allowed myself to be comfortable, uncomfortable times during the process, um, I was able to pass through those different phases. And for me, it was always an action. It was calling you. It was, um, you know, one of our phone conversations and then you giving me something to read or something to review or myself just, you know, when I was unhappy in that first experiment of saying, okay, I'm learning to learn, but I also need to keep looking and, and exploring this looks interesting, this sounds interesting, is this what I want to do? And then sometimes being offered something and saying no or, or not being offered something and not taking that personally and realizing, oh, this just isn't, this isn't the right fit for me. I'm going to keep doing, you know, these next steps. I hope that was helpful. No, it is helpful. You know, I kind of um, compare reinventor clients with endurance athletes um, you know, it's not a dash and then you're done. You really have to reach in and find your motivation for sticking with the process. And you've done that beautifully, Julie. And anybody that's listening, if you go out to the Soul Salt channel, it's Soul Salt Coaching, one word at YouTube, on the YouTube, uh, look for you on change. We talk about William Bridges' transition model. And uh, there are five strategies that I offer there of how you can stay engaged in the neutral zone. So for people listening, there's a little bonus. Go out and find that movie and you can watch it. Janie, what do you want to say about neutral zone? I would say for me in the neutral zone, my biggest obstacle was to find out who I was beyond my former salary and my former title. That was a big hurdle for me to get beyond. And the best way um, that I moved forward, and there's the things that Mary and Julia both mentioned, but the, one of the best ways I could move forward was to learn new things. And I agree with, um, I think it was Mary that just said, you know, sometimes it was a call with Lennon and, you know, putting, pointing me to something to read or something to, to try. And things like getting out of the house, because I was, you know, my first experiments were in being an entrepreneur and working out of my home, getting, uh, joining networking groups, things, just getting exposed to new people and new ideas, because I... You know, I had kind of a small frame of reference. I knew who I was relative to, relative to a lot of people in one company, but being exposed to different people that are doing different things was helping me start to mirror back maybe some new sides of myself or parts of myself that maybe were already always there, but I hadn't needed or you know to use them in my previous life. So inertia, I guess the neutral zone for me was, was overcoming inertia and having enough to do so that I wasn't always looking back. Beautiful. And, Janie, when you've written to me recently, it was important for you to have those networking meetings. Even if all the thing you had to do that week was have one coffee with one new person, that kept some of the momentum. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So this next question, I'm going to kind of blend uh, two frames of, of mind, and you can talk to both or you can talk to separate is this idea that, you know, you have to abandon old ways of doing things and make room for new ways. Sometimes you have to listen to new people instead of old people, and who do you anchor into when you reinvent? It's, uh, for instance, I have a, 
a recent uh, reinventor. He just came into the office from San Francisco last week. He loves and adores his family members. And yet, uh, while they've been extremely supportive at this point, as he's reinventing, they're the last people he can go to. So he has to abandon the old path of calling them up when he needs emotional support. And he can do that now for his personal life. But when it comes to this professional reinvention, he has to have a whole new group of people that he calls. And so he can't anchor into the family like he did. So the idea is either talk to abandoning the old past and make room for new and or... Who did you learn to listen to and not listen to as you reinvented? And you can take them on both or just one. Um, Julie, why don't you start? When I saw that question, uh, the first my first thought was, oh, I don't listen to myself anymore. And then I thought, no, I don't listen to my old self. Um, I don't go to the old behaviors as much. And um, when I really looked around, when I got back from Salt Lake City, and I really delved into this. Well, I had been delving into it beforehand. And I took stock of the people that were in my life within the six months of meeting you and working with you. I had a whole new network of people. There were about five or six women and one gentleman who were new to me who had come into my life by by my reaching out. And it was um, it was. It was new and it was very exciting because there were people who were just willing to help me because they were passionate about what they did and they were passionate about helping people. Um, so it was very hard for me. I had to let some of my ex-husband and his family because we still had some legal matters that we had to be um, connected with and talking about the business, but I had to keep it with, with that business. He wasn't my go-to person anymore to share my new successes or my new challenges or my new, you know, new fears of what I was doing. I literally had a new group of people who um, were really like a support system and, and a cheerleading squad, which was great because they knew what I was doing and I was 100% honest with them. You know, I'm in transition in my career. Here's where I am. And it was very freeing uh, to see that, that level of honesty. And, and it opened me up to so many great new relationships and friendships along the way. So, um, and I continue to, to make new uh, relationships, and, and one of the best parts about this is that I love helping people. I love to connect people now. I love to, because so many people gave so freely to me of their time, of their context, of their experience, of their wisdom. So anytime I can connect people, um, you know, I do. And I always say, Salt Lake City is beautiful and Lynn is awesome, so don't think you can't go there for a coach because I did it. You can too. <laughs> you made it you made it approachable yeah it's not this this huge scary thing we uh help you find accommodations you're here only for a couple of days we have great flights and it is doable uh mary would you like to go next and talk about what we're discussing with pathways and people for me um you know call it an old path and for me i, I came up with an, a belief system um I think I had always believed certain things about myself in the context of my working life that maybe wasn't necessarily true. And then when, you know, you stated, and then when I just started going through this, and you stated, you know, you're showing me to me, basically, you know, in the context of, of the strength finder and the disc, the disc and, and all of this, you know, I started to change my belief system of what I, what I thought of myself. Um, 
and that old belief system really slowly um, started sort of falling away, um, which was really cool. It just felt, um, you know, it just again. I, the only thing I can say is miraculous. That's the only word that I can I can use um, in, in describing that. Um, and, uh, and and I think you know I think the strengths and, and everything that 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 was uncovered I think were all already there. I guess I just didn't believe them. And mm-hmm. I think with the you know the, the newfound confidence of um, you know um, and knowing that it was an old belief system that you know um, I think doing or thinking about certain things just kind of naturally changed for me. Right. Um, you know, let's, let's say that we all have our default modes, and I, 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 I seem to really rely on them less and less now with this, with this process. Yeah. And, um, uh, and, and trust, you know, that, that new way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, unfortunately, I couldn't anchor into John so much because he was the recipient of the change. Right. Um, and right. for me, yeah. And for me, it was really working with you. I think I anchored more into you um, and then a few close friends. But then as I started building, you know, like Julie said, building my, my, my a new network, um, those people were, were very supportive. And like Julie said, you know, sharing contacts and ideas and sharing their stories with me, you know, um, which was really invaluable, um, just knowing that, you know, everybody, I think, goes through this. Um, at one point uh, in their life, uh, right, or many points in life, I don't know. It's more the norm now than it used to be. Uh, everybody will go through yeah. this at least one time. Go ahead and finish. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make that point okay. highlighted. Yeah. yeah, no, that's true. And then, really, um, you know, I um, I have to be careful not to, to listen to myself at, at times, like that, you know, that default mode of, you know, sh- you know am I doing the right thing here, and... Um, so I tried to, to quell that questioning voice, you know, by forging forward and, um, and, uh, you know, and in the end I found my weight and, you know, was able to stand on this, this really firm, firm ground, yeah. um, and foundation. You did do that and I could feel you anchoring in and that's great because I'm a temporary line of anchoring in for reinventors. Yeah, as well as, you know, your new system. And I'm going to lift a line from Ibarra that I love and use a lot. Um, sometimes we don't know who we are. Hence, we take experiments and bridge jobs to to turn around and, and see ourselves in action and see a new possibility. And um, sometimes clients come in even before we start the experiments, and they don't really... Part of my job is to mirror back who who you have inside of you that maybe you haven't connected with or you haven't been aware of or you've negated um, because I can see those pieces of you. I can see your strengths, your passions, um, your value system and things you have to offer that maybe you haven't valued before. And so sometimes my whole job is to help you see who you are through the mirror that I can hold up and you did that really well. Yes, thank you. I needed to. I needed to see that mirror. It was wonderful, and is wonderful. Thank you. Yes, and, and Janie, for you, what does this bring up for you in terms of abandoning old past, new past? Who you listen to? Well, it's interesting because Julie and Mary and I are all saying the same. 
I had, when I looked at these questions you sent, I had written down, and who did you need to not listen to, I wrote myself. And we've all three said that. I, I find that interesting. Um, and I, what, for me, I found I had to listen to people who knew me, and then I had to listen to strangers, and I had to not listen to myself. That's, that's how I would explain it. In, you know, in listening to people who knew me, what was extremely powerful to me is what, Lynn, you used to call the hedgehog exercise. Do you still call it the hedgehog exercise? Yes, where uh, we literally um, did a survey with you and, and asked a number of people who they saw you as. Yes, exactly. And that was extremely valuable because they, it was that process of I knew I had been successful. I had, you know, I had tangible proof of that. But it wasn't as sure about what had made me successful. And that hedgehog experience really um, helped me really zone in on very quickly what were some of my core strengths and reasons for my success because it was people who had worked with me and that so that was that was a credible voice for me. And then listening to strangers was really about, you know, this going out there and meeting new people and experimenting and uh, because then I was being mirrored back to me who I am right now without my, you know, at that point, those early that year, who was I without my salary and without my title? You know, that used to always walk in the door with me. And now I was just walking in a little, you know, feeling a little uh, vulnerable. So that was really helpful. And when I, a couple of you mentioned going to Salt Lake City, and I have to say, if anyone's listening, you should go to Salt Lake City. <laughs> I agree. I live in Chicago, but it, it is a beautiful place. And uh, Lynn, I had come out you, to do a training course that you had organized. Yes. That was when I was, uh, I was actually contemplating becoming a coach myself. And then I, you know, I met, um, Carla Williams, who also lived in Chicago, but she was Lynn was also her coach, and we that 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 trip was worth it just for that connection. Carla, Carla and I went on to become great friends. We were doing our reinvention process at the same time. We worked together. I, she became a client of mine. It was really uh, that was part of that listening to strangers and you know me experiencing myself through the eyes of new people and and me needing to get a sense of your you know what you. I had to come to understand that what had made me successful in my first career, that I took that with me. It, it didn't stay back there, you know, with my title and my salary. I still had those things with me that had made me successful, but it took me a while to kind of sort that out. Sure. Find out who you are and what you own versus what you gave to a company that didn't exist anymore. And that unwinding is necessary for everyone. Well, our time is growing short. We've taken quite a bit of time, and you guys have been amazing listening to you. Um, I was listening to my mentor, Marshall Goldsmith, this morning, and he was saying through his coaching practices, he's the person that learns the most, and I agree with him. Through listening to clients of reinvention, I'm the person who learns the most. So thank you for what you've taught me and those people that will follow. I'm wondering if there's a last piece of advice or thought or mantra that each of you would like to share with individuals who will listen to this. It's Julie. I'd like to say something. Yes, Julie, go ahead. One is, I think that, and I read this in the Abaira book as well, but there really is that piece of us inside us somewhere in the heart or in the gut that just, it might be fearful, but explore it. You know, if there's that secret passion or secret, I wish I could do that, or something that's holding you back, you know, 
share it with somebody and, and don't be afraid to explore it. Because the, I think the worst thing you can do is, is, is have a regret about it. So just find out, share with somebody, or, or just listen to that and honor that little nudge that, that you have in your gut that says, maybe I could do that, or, or I wonder if I could, and, and really explore it. Because I just think that it's such an amazing process that you will be amazed at what happens personally, professionally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. It's just it, I cannot even tell you in how many different ways I've been reinvented, and, and I want to continue to do so. So um, don't, don't lock yourself into any one, one box. That's beautiful. Thank you, Julie. I, I do find that. And, you know, I've had reinvention clients that I would consider kind of aborted. They were in the neutral zone, and they got out of it too fast. Um, one in particular that came to me from the financial world, international finances, and they hit upon this passion for photography so strong when they were going through the reinvention process. And their partner at the time, their their uh, spouse, had such a gut reaction that they dropped it. And I know at some point this person, if they're really going to be happy, will come back to that. What was that in the, the photography classes I took? What what awoke in me? So it's gone back into hibernation, and and um, and there's time being lost with that passionate connection. So Julie, I applaud you for bringing that piece of advice forward. Um, thank you, Janie or Mary. Who's next? Uh, sure, I would just say don't be afraid to fail. And if you view everything as an experiment, then nothing's a failure. Uh, it got to be a game with me. I'm going to try this. I have no idea how it's going to go, and I can't wait to find out what I learned from it. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. I would say that courage is your um, should be your biggest um, your biggest mantra. Find the courage. Um, courage. What I've learned from you, Lynn, is motivated action, and I've put that um, into play. And I it, it hasn't it hasn't steered me wrong. Find your courage. Mm-hmm. Lead into motivated action, and uh, you'll get to where you want to be. Thank you. Beautiful comments. It's been delightful. Thank you so much. And uh, for those of you who are listening, if you have questions, uh, you can connect at info at soulsalt.com. Thanks, everyone, for your input.